Hey, how's it going? My name is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read John chapter 16. Go from verse 16 to verse 33. And uh, again, Jesus is speaking with his followers in this final time together before his betrayal and his arrest and his death. And so these are weighty matters, things he deeply cares about and desires to share with his followers. And so here's what he says. He says, in a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while, you won't see me, but then you will see me and I'm going to the father. And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after that you will see me again. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will, will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last you're speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we can understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. And Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you, that, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Well, Jesus has been preparing his followers for what's about to happen. He will be betrayed shortly, arrested, beaten, condemned, and killed on a cross. And so they will not see Jesus. He will be placed in a tomb. They will be heartbroken, numb, and filled with sorrow. But Jesus gives hope. Although they will experience a painful moment of not seeing Jesus, he promises that in a little while they will see him again. And on that day, the day we know as resurrection or Easter, uh, which they didn't fully grasp at that time yet, in that day their grief will be changed into joy. And I love how Jesus cares about his followers. He's doing everything he can to prepare them for what's about to happen and give them hope so they would not give up.
But today, I'd like to consider an amazing truth that Jesus promises to us. In verse 23, he says, At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Jesus is saying, you, thanks to me, you have the personal number to God. Use it. You don't have to go through another person. You don't have to have some religious ritual or be in some sacred space. Uh, You don't have to go through some prayer phone tree uh, in heaven that ends up in the voicemail of some angel that's God's assistant. We have personal and direct access to God the Father in prayer. When I was younger and my parents worked at a large uh, church on a large church staff, I was able to walk right into the office building, blow past the receptionist, who often knew me and my name, bypass my parents' assistants, and walk right into their personal office. I had personal, direct access to them. Why could I do that, but not necessarily other people? because I was their kid, and my picture was on their desk. Jesus tells us why we have direct access to God the Father. In verse 26 and 27, he explains, I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly, because you love me and believe that I came from God. And so, thanks to Jesus, we have direct access to God the Father, because he loves us. You can personally and honestly speak directly to God, thanks to Jesus, because he loves you. Sometimes when it comes to prayer and talking to our Father God, we can think we have to, you know, set up an appointment, <laughs> have to get everything organized, the right time, the right place, uh, get our life in order, right? Uh, when I lived in Australia, uh, there was a young man that wasn't uh, a follower of Jesus, and I had built a relationship with him, and shared the good news of Jesus with him. And uh, there was a night during the middle of the week, I think it was after a youth program or something, and I was dropping him off at his home. And we were having a, a big conversation about God and life and faith. And he said he wanted to say yes to Jesus. He wanted what I had. He wanted to have a relationship with Jesus. And then he said, so maybe uh, this Sunday we, when I come to the church, we could pray and do that. (laughs) And I said, well, uh, you don't have to wait until Sunday uh, or be at the church building. Uh, God is with us right now, and you can talk to him right here in my car. (laughs) And so right out in front of his place, uh, that's what we did. And there in my old beige beat-up Mazda, or as they say in Australia, Mazda, uh, this young man spoke directly to the God of the universe, and he said yes to Jesus and experienced new life. He became God's beloved son, and he didn't need me to, to talk to God on his behalf. He didn't need some appointed time. He didn't need some special space to talk with his heavenly dad who loved him. Uh, he could just talk right then and there with his heavenly father. So great, 
we can speak directly to God. But what is this pray in Jesus' name business? Have you ever heard someone at the end of a prayer? Often I'll say, in Jesus' name, amen, right? Or you'll hear someone pray, uh, particularly often when someone's praying for healing. God, would you heal this person in Jesus' name or in the name of Jesus? When we pray in the name of Jesus, what we're doing is we're, we're praying with the truth in mind that thanks to Jesus and only Jesus, we belong to God. We're his beloved kids. We're also praying in the ways of Jesus, praying prayers that Jesus himself would sign his name to. So when we pray in Jesus' name, it isn't some sort of magic spell or magic words that we tack on to the end of a prayer to twist God's arm to listen and act. It's praying just with the recognition that thanks to Jesus, we are God's adoptive sons and daughters. And because of this new identity, being the sons and daughters of the king of the universe, we can come directly to God and we have authority to pray and ask. Author Richard Foster says it this way, the content and the character of our praying must be of necessity in unity with Christ's nature. That's what it is to pray in the name of Jesus. And so here's how I think of it. For me, when I pray in the name of Jesus, it makes me think about the substance of my prayer. Is this prayer a prayer that Jesus would pray if he were me? <laughs> it helps align my prayers to the heart and purposes of God, and it changes me. So uh, so when you pray in the name of Jesus, it's just, okay, God, I recognize that thanks to Jesus, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. And from that identity, I know I have the authority to pray out what I'm about to pray out. And I want you not only to, to hear these prayers and respond, but I want to pray in the way you would pray if you were me. Well, finally, um, being able to go directly to our Father God uh, and be honest with him and seek his presence and power is really encouraging because Jesus points out that in this world, his disciples will experience trouble in life. Hardships will come our way. To follow Jesus does not mean life becomes all, you know, gumdrops and rainbows. Uh, but we can take heart and find hope because Jesus has overcome the world. So be encouraged in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the joy. Be encouraged. Raise your voice. Raise your spirit. Run to God. Blow past the receptionist. Don't wait until your life's cleaned up and looking pretty. You know, don't wait to get to that certain space. Go directly to the God who calls you his beloved son or daughter. Go to him with your fears, your concerns, your sorrows, your joys, your needs, your hopes, and talk with him. He's eager to be with you. He loves you. And so how is God getting your attention through this passage today? What is he saying to you? What is he inviting you to? And what will you do about it? Let's pray together. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for inviting us into your family to be your adoptive sons and daughters so that we might talk directly to you, our heavenly dad, the king of the universe. And so it's with great confidence that we know right now you're listening to us, you're leaning in to hear our, our voice, you're leaning in to hear our thoughts, you're leaning in to see our posture, you're leaning in to know our hearts 
thank you for wanting to know us. And God, would you put in us a great appetite, a hunger, a thirst to want to be with you, to talk openly with you. And as we pray, God, align our prayers more and more with what you want to see happen in our lives and through our lives and in our world. And then, God, would you do what only you can do and answer those prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.